Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Red Sox Review, and it starts right now. Here's your host, Cooper Boardman on WEEI. Red Sox Review on a Monday night here in Boston. Cooper Boardman with you. Joe Braverman inside the glass. Sox fall tonight by a final score of one to nothing and uh, this is not one of those nights where you sit here and you say what are we going to talk about there is an endless number of things to talk about and uh, we will do it all night long this is uh two things it is the the 645 start time era of Red Sox review with the uh the way they play at the trop to get people in the building and then this is also the pitch clock era of Red Sox review when they go two hours six minutes as they did tonight You've got us for the next three hours, midnight, we take you up to. And uh, obviously, we'll talk about tonight the one nothing loss, the swing by Brandon Lau, uh, heard round the state of Florida. We will talk about the Adam Duvall injury. And uh, as Will Fleming just told you there in the Nissan postgame, we are getting a little bit more information about Duvall's injury. And as, again, as we get little tidbits of it, as Alex Cora continues to speak, we will give it to you and then we will hear from the manager himself as well. Uh, that coming up in just a few moments. And uh, the, as uh, Will just told you about the wrist of Adam Duvall will not require surgery. And I know, again, we'll talk about the game in a moment. That is, to me, the biggest news of the day. More than you know, the home run given up to Brandon Lau, more than the Tampa Bay Rays starting 10-0. and It really is about the health of Adam Duvall because uh, the, the reasons are obvious. I mean, how wonderfully he started the season for this team, the way he swung the bat, what he's been in the lineup, the fact that he is a right-handed bat in this lineup which is really, really significant. We saw kind of the uh, the, the down-the-road effects of him not being in there tonight. The Red Sox lineup tonight was just far too left-hand heavy against a team that has some of the best, probably the best left-handed arsenal in the big leagues, probably in the Tampa Bay Rays. They didn't even use their, their big uh, atomic weapons that they've got out of that bullpen per se. And so, uh, again, all of that, uh, very important, but the, the idea that Adam Duvall is not going to require surgery. I am no doctor. Alex Cora is no doctor. The doctors are the doctors, but the idea that he can have a little bit uh, of a, obviously he's going to take some extended time on the injured list, but maybe it will not be as long 
as we feared it would be when he walked off the field clutching his wrist in what Cutter Crawford described to us yesterday as a very quiet dugout following the game and in that ninth inning as well, especially for a team that had swept the Detroit Tigers on the road. And here today, a loss against the Tampa Bay Rays by a final score one more time of one to nothing. All right, the number to call, you should know it by now. If you don't, we got it for you. Don't worry. 617-779-7937. That's 617-779-7937. The text line is 37937. Cooper Boardman with you. We're taking you all the way up until midnight tonight on Red Sox Review. We've got Joe Braverman in here as well. We're going to get his thoughts as well. Uh, the Red Sox tonight fall by a final score of one nothing to the, the white-hot Tampa Bay Rays, who are now 10 and 0. 10 and 0. I guess, uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested in, in we'll have the text line rolling, obviously. You can see him popping in already. We'll have the call in lines as we go along here. Uh, I'm interested in the feeling uh, of the Red Sox fan right now because it, it's you've been taken in just completely opposite directions, wouldn't you say, right? It, it is. Okay, you, you you lose three against Pittsburgh. You feel bad. You feel sad. You feel all those things. You come back out. You sweep Detroit. You feel great. You feel elated. You feel all the good things. And then in the ninth inning of that sweep, in the, the final moments as you're just trying to get out of town, what happens? Adam Duvall gets injured, and you end up feeling the, all the negative effects of that. And then tonight against a team in baseball that was beating teams by four runs per game. You get a wonderful start from Nick Pavetta. It's ridiculous. We're three minutes into the show, and I haven't even said Nick Pavetta's name because because his results were very good tonight. You get an outstanding relief performance from Josh Winkowski, who has turned himself into a shining star out of the bullpen over the last couple of weeks. And then, obviously, the one swing that uh, you could certainly do without from Brandon Lau goes out of the ballpark, and all of a sudden you're kind of back to feeling all the things that you were feeling uh, behind the, the Adam Duvall injury. Albert, Joe, Joe, inside, the, uh, how, how do you feel right now? Honestly, from an optimistic standpoint, I thought the pitching was great. I mean, obviously it's going to stink for a long time without Adam Duvall. Um, but the pitching, I think, which has been the problem, I'd say for about the last two seasons or so, I, I think you have to be encouraged. I agree with that. Week yeah. and a half, two I, weeks. And I, I think there are, and again, we will get into positive and negative as the night goes along here, but I, I do think there are plenty of positives to take away from this team, what we've seen over the last four games. Hey, the Tampa Bay Rays hadn't played a one-run game all year. You're the first one to do that, and obviously it's not the way that you want it to be, but, but to your point, Nick Pavetta was outstanding. He goes five innings. He allows just three hits. He does not give up a run. He strikes out six, and all the stuff that you hope that he can bring to the table over the course of, the, uh, of this year as a guy that eats up innings, his stuff plays. His stuff, and again, we'll get into a little bit in the weeds conversation about what we saw tonight and how that could translate as we go along, but that is as good of a performance as you can ask for from him. That is as, as much as the Red Sox can ask for from him against the lineup that came into the day. Leading Major League Baseball in scoring, leading Major League Baseball in home runs, and you hold them to one run, happens to be, of course, on the home run from one of the guys in this lineup that you, you hope just does not beat you, but you are not surprised when he does. Brandon Lau, who a couple of years ago was one of the really premier hitters in Major League Baseball, 
and is uh, refinding that form. Obviously, the entirety of the Tampa Bay Rays are refinding that form. So that's the situation. Then following Pavetta, Josh Winkowski does his job, and Chris Martin, after uh, having gone five straight scoreless outings, gives up his first run of the year. All right, we will uh, get to a break here. We'll come on back. We will get into all of it as we go along. We're with you for the next two hours and 45 minutes. I mean, any question you could possibly have about the Boston Red Sox, we will answer between now and midnight as we uh, get you set on the Duval injury, get you set on the pitching. We'll hear from the manager of the Red Sox as well, uh, Alex Cora. And, of course, we'll hear from you. 617-779-7937 is the number. 617-779-7937. The text line, 37937. All that coming up. We'll get you to a break. We'll come on back and we will get you set up for the rest of the night here on Red Sox Review. We're back in a moment on WEEI. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Swing and a broken back grounder past Fairbanks to second. Racing in Lau. He gloves. He throws in time. And the ball game is over. The Rays stay undefeated. One nothing. The final. Brandon Lau is the hero. His solo home run in the bottom of the eighth. The only run in the ball game. Tampa has been perfect. Will Fleming on the call. Sox fall. One nothing, and uh, not even. Uh, a wonderful performance from Nick Pavetta, not uh, Josh Winkowski, not the rally in the eighth inning could uh, stand in front of the role of the Tampa Bay Rays, who are 10-0, and 10-0 to start the year threatening history. They now have the longest, just a couple of uh, numbers we're about to uh, hear from the manager of the Boston Red Sox, Alex Cora. The Tampa Bay Rays are 10-0. and 0. It is the longest win streak to begin a season in the wild card era in 1995. This is the first year of the wild card era. And they are now three wins away from tying the all-time record for wins to start a season. 
I mean, think about that. That was set, and I said this yesterday on the show, uh, the 82 Braves and the 87 Brewers. So Phil Necro and the 82 Braves, Paul Molitor and the 87 Brewers both started 13-0, and and the Rays are now 10-0 and despite the best efforts from the Boston Red Sox tonight. All right, uh, a lot to get to. 617-779-7937, the number to call the text line. 37937, and I see uh, some of the text popping in right now. I'm going to get to that in a quick sec, but we have uh, just gotten Alex Cora here. So let's hear from the manager of the Red Sox. I'd assume talking a little Adam Duvall, certainly talking about the game here tonight. Uh, here is Alex Cora. I mean, that's what we try to accomplish, right? Uh, create traffic, and uh, we just made some good pitches, you know, and got Rafi out, you know. But uh, I think overall, it was a good baseball game. Uh, they pitched well. We pitched well. It was good defense. Um, I mean, obviously, we didn't win the game. But, you know, as far as the, the game, it was great. What you think about the offensive approach prior to that point? I mean, uh, obviously, we, we expanded with them, and that's what they do. They got good stuff. You know, we're giving credit. But, you know, they made some pitches, especially Flemings. You know, he was around the corners pitching to the edges. And, uh, you know, we expanded with him. Um, I don't think we, we did much, much against him. So, uh just credit to them, you know, and uh, we just got to get better for tomorrow. What's made Nick so effective so far? Um, I think overall there's a lot of things that he worked uh, in the off season that he wanted to accomplish coming into the season. Um, you know, there's conviction behind certain pitches, and, uh, you know, obviously, <clears throat> you know, we were actually thinking six, but uh, that last inning got a little bit longer, and he, he left it out, you know, everything in that inning. But, uh, Overall, really good. Really good against a good uh, hitting team. Do you have any more on Duval? Um, just a fracture, that's it. So uh, there's no, no surgery. So now it's just, you know, put a cast on and, and then let it heal. And uh, he'll be back whenever he's, uh, whenever he's ready. So they, def- they definitely ruled out yeah, surgery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's going to be Oh, yeah, great, man. You know, you, you don't want to go that route, of course, you know, with the guys, right? And uh, I'm glad that this is the worst, right? The worst news for him. So he's he's going to be back at one point. So uh, we just got to be patient, and whenever he's ready, he's ready. Alex, for a hitter like Rafi, who's so aggressive, to see him strike out looking three times, that's that's something he's ever done before. Well, they made pitches, you know. Um, they made pitches, and sometimes you got to tip your hat, you know. The good thing is that the big boy is going to be in the lineup tomorrow, and maybe he hits three line drives, you know, in the same pitches. So just got to go out there and battle. That's the, that's the bottom line, and, uh, you know, we'll take our chances always with him. You know, I think the guys did an outstanding job. You know, uh, around them in that inning, just to get on base. You know, like, uh, the the walk by Doogie and the walk by uh, by Kike, but it just didn't happen tonight. How much is Josh kind of presenting himself to you as a weapon? It was great, man. We were debating how we're gonna do it. Um, you know, zero zero game. Um, you know, he pitched yesterday. We were like, well, if he pitches one today, he can go two, and he'll be down for a while. So uh, he was amazing. Uh, good stuff. Um, you know, uh, did an outstanding job with base runners too. He was very quick to the plate. Kike made some nice plays over there. So uh, overall, another good one for for Wink. I will like tomorrow. Uh, most likely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kill him. There's, a <laughs> There's a pretty good chance he's gonna pitch. <laughs> we good. Boy, I hope Garrett Whitlock's pitching tomorrow. <laughs> he is. Uh, he is supposed to be there. So. Uh, Lot, lot there from Alex Cora as we welcome you back. Red Sox Review, you're on with us. 617-779-7937, the number. Text line 37937. Cooper Boardman with you. Joe Braverman's inside the glass. Uh, we are with you up until midnight tonight as the Red Sox fall one nothing tonight against the Tampa Bay Rays. And, um, you know, I, I think 
that uh, before we get into what Alex Cora said, just how he said it. And and the reality is, is, you know, the, the manager of the Red Sox didn't sound all that perturbed by by this game. And, and I think that that's fair. And, and you know, I, I see some of the text popping in and, and some of the frustrations and all of that. And and I understand. But this team is is where it needs to be at this point. You know, you have not played yourself out of anything playing 500 ball. You're a game back of the of both the Blue Jays and the Yankees uh, after play tonight. I didn't quite see what the Blue Jays did, but that is my assumption. Uh, they're off tonight, right? So yeah, you're a game behind them. That's exactly right. And so you know, you're you're right there. This team has played well enough over the course of the last four or five days. And tonight, you were right in it until the end. And and what is honestly like a, a you know, if you were to buy a ticket and walk in and, and be a neutral observer to this game. Boy, you would have really enjoyed this game here tonight, and it's just frustrating that the Red Sox end up on the wrong side of it. We've got uh, our first call of the night as well. The The lines are starting to heat up here right towards 930 on Monday, April the 10th. Jonathan is in Brookline becoming a frequent caller, wants to talk a little bit of lineup. Jonathan, you are first tonight on Red Sox Review. Hi, Cooper. Um, I think there's a lot of positive things that you can take out of this game and some negative things as well. So starting with the positives, like I said yesterday, I'm re- I've been really impressed with this pitching staff, and you know it it came together today as well with Nick Pavetta. His fastball was great. He had 33% like whiff percentage on that pitch, and then the bullpen comes into play. And you know, as a guy who throughout this season so far, I have been a doubter on Josh Winkowski. Some of that trust is coming back just because of how bad he was last year. It, it was hard for me to trust him, but that's coming back now. However, the negatives is that obviously Adam Duvall is out, but so that comes into play. You need guys to step up, and that that's where the problem is. The problem is with three hitters, in my opinion. The first is Masataka Yoshida. You brought him into Japan. He hits for average, but he also hits for power. Right now, he still has the second lowest launch angle in the MLB of anyone who's seen 100 pitches, negative 10.5, which is way lower than anything that would make it a ground ball. And then Kike Hernandez and Christian Arroyo. Kike, one of those guys you always talk about how he gets hot and cold. Well, ever since the start of last year, we really haven't seen him get hot. It's been kind of this cold streak. And then Christian Arroyo, a guy who hit 280 last year, we just haven't seen anything from him. So I think this team has the pitching staff, especially with the guys that you're going to see come back. But this lineup needs to pull it together, even though you're facing an incredible pitching staff on the other side. Yeah, Jonathan, it's a that's an outstanding summation of the uh, of that, and appreciate the call as always. He Frequent does his call. He, he he's all he knows he's all there is to know. He knows more than we do, maybe now. Uh, but it, it's fun. I and you know what? I don't. I don't vehemently disagree with anything he had to say there. I think you know, and we'll get into the the bullpen portion of it. I, I think you know, just going point by point there. Josh Winkowski, uh, you know, I, and I understand what he was saying about building back trust. I mean, I, last year, Josh Winkowski is not this dude. Like, those people, you can't even compare them. But whatever you felt about Josh Winkowski last year, you can't feel that way anymore. He has shown himself in this very short stint. There's a reason why he started on the big league roster. I mean, when he comes out of the bullpen, how do you feel? I feel very... Uh... Very confident. You know, he's one of those rare guys. That, and I should say for most of the bullpen guys, at least so far this year, I feel very confident. But Winkowski is like one of the first names that pops up when it's like, okay, the star is in trouble. Who are you going to go get? How about that gasp? 
you feel good when the bullpen, somebody's coming out of the bullpen doors. It's okay. Yeah, you're allowed. Your Red Sox fans are allowed to feel that way right now. Yeah, and his stuff is different in the pen. You know, that's a sinker that's 94 as a starter. That's a sinker that's 97 as a as a reliever. I mean, it's just a it's just a completely different dude. He's a he is a a dominant stuff guy out of the bullpen there. So that's one. You know, he talked about Masataka Yoshida. He is an interesting case, and 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 the the launch angle deal, right? And again, Jonathan comes prepared with the stats. It translates to if you if that doesn't mean something to you as the listener, to just a ton of ground balls, and you don't need stats to tell you that uh, he has hit a ton of ground balls, seventy one percent ground ball rate for Masataki Yoshida. That was uh, as of a couple of days ago, the Major League Baseball leader. If it's not the leader right this instant, it certainly. Uh, will be even it's certainly in the top few of what we've seen from him i i do believe that what he has like, like it's going to get better you know the the walk rate is is not i mean he's 16% walk rate it's not like he's not uh, you know having success and it's also from an on-base percentage perspective for him to be at 378 yeah no power but in a moment where it feels like when you watch him he has been scuffling in a moment where it feels like he is not the full potential of what you think Masataka Yoshida can be, he's still being productive in aspects of the game. And on base percentage, right around 380, that'll get the job done. And uh, it really, in, in all facets, he's an above-average league hitter right this instant. And so, again, I, I get it. He's not, you know, this is not the guy that we saw launching balls in the Tokyo Dome in the World Baseball Classic. But that also doesn't mean that he, he, he is not providing something to this lineup. That said, the context of the conversation from the caller there, Jonathan, was somebody needs to step up in the wake of Adam Duvall's absence. Masataki Yoshida, the 380 on base is great, but obviously the slug, which we have not yet really seen, just the single home run, although it was a beautiful swing in its own right going opposite field over the monster, that has to come as well. And I, I think it will. I, I, you, you can kind of see the signs of, of him, you know, maybe the, the boat had been rocking back and forth for him. I mean, Lou Merloni talked, I say boat uh, as a joke, like just as a metaphor, but it actually is true. The way his feet had been moving early in the season, Lou had been all over that and has been all over that all year long. Uh, and so, uh, you know, again, I think that that gets a little bit steadier. And then the last two that, that the caller there, Jonathan mentioned, uh, Kike Hernandez and Christian Arroyo. And, and these are two that, yeah, absolutely. And you talk about Kike Hernandez as somebody who can get hot and, and be the complete opposite of that. But the reality is, is it, it really, it is hard to imagine a worse start to the season for him. Uh, if you, you know, think about from just the stats perspective, he hadn't really hit. He had, was uh, 0 for 22, 0 for 23. I don't know the exact number, but it's right in there you know, coming into play here tonight, and he went over to start the night. Now, he, he walked late in the game. I mean, that, you know, you're looking for little signs of life. That's part of it, but you're absolutely right. And if you look at the way the Red Sox constructed their lineup from opening day on, they, you know, and I feel like, and maybe this is just me, you tell me if you feel this way different, whatever, but, like, it, it felt like there was this outside narrative, like, oh, the Red Sox were putting a lot on Kike Hernandez. He is going to have to be really, really, you know, a, a significantly above-average offensive player. And, oh, by the way, he's going to have to fill the void at shortstop until Trevor Story, if Trevor Story returns, all of that. And 
if you look at what the Red Sox have done so far this year, they've not put very much pressure on him. I mean, he's in the leadoff spot tonight, and I think that's going to be mixy and matchy, right? He's a switch hitter in this situation. He's going to have to be up there. Uh, but, you know, they had kept him in the bottom of the lineup, and with, the, with him at the bottom of the lineup, all of a sudden it becomes from pressure on, you know, him being in a situation where it's pressure on him and more he's an opportunity to lengthen this lineup. Well, Adam Duvall gets hurt, and immediately pressure's right back on. And so that is a piano on his back that we are going to have to talk about, the, you know, what he can carry for this team offensively. Even if it's a few weeks of him being hot and then it you know regresses back towards where he's been over the last few years, that'd be just fine. And then Christian Arroyo, that was the last one. And, and just a quick cleanup point because I see the phone lines are uh, buzzing once again. That, uh, you know, I, it's interesting because I... I don't know what Christian Arroyo is. We don't know what Christian... We know what he can be with his consistent exit velocity. We know, you know, he plays a very solid second base, but he's not been healthy enough over the last few years to really have a good understanding of who he is as a major league player over 162. And so could he be that guy? It's very possible. Uh, Wally is in Fall River. I just walked through the lineup. Seems like Wally wants to do the same. Wally, you are on the air. On Red yeah, Sox what's review. Up, guy? No, a very well played game tonight. But if you would have said three weeks ago the team's gonna a team's gonna start out ten and all right away, you think of the Pirates, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Mets, the Yankees, not the tight one, uh, Tampa Bay Rays. But you have to give them credit; they always have the pitching, they always manage, you know, to uh, win games. But uh, I'm not disappointed with the Red Sox pitching so far. I think it's been better than expected. But uh, like I said, it's too bad with Duvall. You, you you get this guy cheap. But uh, I, I was disappointed they didn't sign a veteran infield. They could have had Elvis Andrus. Uh, he would have helped out the lineup, uh, I think, quite a bit. But uh, uh, when you think about the Red Sox lineup, everything has to go perfect. You know, I mean, everybody has, you have to get unexpected contributions from from people you don't expect things from. You know, they, they have to take care take advantage of every opportunity but uh you have to give tampa bay credit but uh i think the red sox basically are a 500 team i don't see hein bloom making any moves uh like uh cora tonight he really didn't give a timeline on duval it's going to be out two weeks three weeks four weeks yeah i i think somewhere around there and, and while i appreciate it uh, you know and a few things to unpack from there just the the last part um, with Adam Duvall, you know, I, I we don't know what the timeline is going to be. We know it's not surgery, and I think that that is you know something that makes you smile at least like a grim you know force the smile a little at bit. Least shorten the timeline. Yeah, yeah, it, it could be worse, right? I mean, it, it, that 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 is significant. And it's like so, instead of like three months, it could only be like one. Yeah, month. Yeah, yeah, you know, but it's true. And, and the reality is, is any team that has an injury right now and the Red Sox are not the only team with injuries obviously I mean hey we watched the the, the Pirates last week by the way uh, Wally I think he did he say Pirates I don't know where he got Pirates you thinking of having an undefeated season yeah I'm not I would not have thought that the Pirates would have been 10 and 0 to this point they've actually overachieved they've been very good anyway uh but the Pirates are a good example of a, a team that has really you know, has been hit by injury, and O'Neill Cruz, and he fractured his ankle after, you know, really kind of torching the Red Sox uh, over the course of the last week. And and so for all teams, Pirates, Red Sox, obviously, in the context of the Duval conversation, for all teams, the answers for injuries right now come from within. You know, this is not a, a trade situation. This is not a moment to bemoan free agents that were not signed in the offseason or anything like that. 
It is about where you find production from. And I go back to something that we've talked about a good amount of times, really from the beginning of spring training on these shows after games. And that is the idea that the Red Sox, of all the teams in Major League Baseball, and there are a few that are in a a similar, pretty small canoe with them, the idea that they are looking for, uh, they have the biggest disparity in terms of kind of what guys could be and, and and what they could be on the opposite side. And that is a little bit of a convoluted way of saying that the Red Sox are hoping for big jumps from very specific guys in very specific scenarios. Yeah, when he said about Bloom, I think Bloom is like a, a potential kind of guy. He's not looking yeah. at the here and now. He's saying we're, we're, pro- we're projecting that he can do good. We're, we're buying the stock and we're seeing where it goes. And to be fair, this is not like a, a buy and hope kind of deal, right? This isn't your Robin Hood app. This is... Like, this is real. Like, there are legitimate projections and legitimate conversations you can have about all these individual guys and what they could be. Adam Duvall, and it is in a teeny tiny little sample size uh, that he played his way into MVP odds. Adam Duvall is a very good example of a guy that falls exactly into that category. And that is the idea that Adam Duvall could come on out and, and be the power guy to all fields as he was years ago for the Atlanta Braves, somebody that you could buy low on after an injury and that he could provide power and not only power, but power from the right side for a lineup that all of a sudden with him going down looks a little bit more left-hand heavy than maybe you would hope. And that's a very good example of it. The truth is, though, and it's something that all of our callers so far have touched on, is that now, and it's an obvious point, but it is worth repeating, the reality that other guys are going to need to step up and somehow fill that void. Kike Hernandez, you know, that is somebody that, you know, can really with the flip of a switch be completely different. I'll say this, what will be interesting about Kike Hernandez, and we've seen this a number of times over the last few years when guys are asked and it's, there's something about the the shortstop position and and perhaps it is just the mental, what it takes mentally to do. I mean, it, it is, you know, catching is the hardest position on the diamond just because of what you have to do from a mental. Is there, I, I can't think of a harder position on the diamond than shortstop with what you're asked to do. And, you know, I'm thinking about this has happened a few times where teams want their guys to be shortstops. And this is, uh, this is not the same situation, but I'm thinking about when the Yankees, and it was kind of an atrocity for them. I, I mean, a couple of years ago, I think it was, it was either two or three when they wanted Glaber Torres to be the everyday starting shortstop. And he, he had a horrific offensive season and he wasn't, he didn't have a great defensive season either. And the instant they moved him back to second base, which was, I guess, last year. And uh, he's one of the guys that's off to a good start this year. You know, it, it was completely different for him. And I'm not saying that Kike Hernandez is struggling with the bat because he's moved to shortstop, but it, it, it has happened. And so you almost wonder if, if uh, you know, in all of this kind of changing uh, platoon situation, you know, and movement that they're going to have to do between now and Adam Duvall's return, if Kike Hernandez going back to center field, you know, changes things for him. We'll see. That's a good example. And then, obviously, you are going to need to get exorbitant production. The second time we've used that word in the first 20 minutes. Big night tonight on Red Sox Review. You're going to need to get a, a, a outstanding production and consistency from a production perspective from the guys that do small things very well. Hyam Bloom, for this roster construction, has done a very good job of, of piecing together around your core guys, around Rafael Devers, around Justin Turner, 
uh, around Alex Verdugo, around Tristan Casas in some ways. You know, for all of those guys, you know, that you know are, co- are, are going to be your, your hundred and, you know, 30 game knock on wood plus guys over the course of the year. Done a good job of finding guys that, that fill niches, right? We, we've talked at nauseum about Rob Ref Snyder, the guy who crushes left-hand pitching. Well, right now, in a situation where the Red Sox are going to lose a right-hand bat for X amount of time, however long that ends up being, Rob Ref Snyder, who has been a wonderful find for this team, is going to have to be that for this team from the right side. I'm not saying he has to be Adam Duvall and, and <laughs> Babe Ruth himself reincarnated, uh, but it does need to be, you know, those little things are going to have to go right for this team. You know, maybe it's Connor Wong. Maybe it's, you know, from the catching perspective, giving you a little bit more on the days where Reese McGuire is a left-hand bat, just can't be in there as it was tonight. Connor Wong put a great swing on a ball. We'll get into kind of the story of the game here tonight because I think that's important just in the way that that we're going to see. Um, you know, so again, we'll, we'll see how all of this shakes out. I do see some of the texts coming in. We're up against a break. I've got like five ones that I mentally wanted to answer, and now there are more of them on top of it. So when we come back, I'm just going to walk through all of your texts and and the thoughts on that. We'll jump around. We still have two hours plus left uh, on Red Sox Review tonight. Red Sox fell again by a final score of one nothing against the Tampa Bay Rays. You want to call in? It's 617-779-7937. You guys appear to be all over the text line. That's fine. 37937. We will get to your calls. We will get to your texts when we come back. We're back in a moment. It's Red Sox Review right here on WEEI. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back to it, Red Sox Review. Cooper Boardman with you. Sox fall 1-0 tonight in Tampa. Tropicana Field, horrible, horrible place for the Red Sox. Well, really, just kind of in general. Is it? You've been there? No, but I don't plan on to. Or maybe <laughs> if I'm like ever in St. Pete and I'm just like nothing to do, I'm sure those it, tickets are only like 15 bucks anyway. It has, Joe Braverman, uh, inside the glass, it has a feel to it. Like, it, it's you actually should go because it has, uh, you know, like when you there's like the rubbernecking thing, right? Like uh, there's a car, like you have to see the car crash to know that it happened. That's what Tropicana Field is like. I will say in the in the past couple of years it hasn't been good, but like when it was like I would say 2008 when the Rays made that World Series run, that was peak. Right it there. it had a very right when when they weren't tarping off like the entirety of the upper deck. That's what it was like. Yeah, I it has the um, uh, the the je ne sais quoi of like a shopping mall. That is that is Tropicana Field. And the Red Sox, as most teams in Major League Baseball, just cannot begin to find some success there. I don't know. All right. So one nothing loss tonight. Uh, Cooper Boardman with you. Uh, Joe Bra- Braverman is inside the glass. Red Sox review. Uh, 617-779-7937, the number to call. Text line 37937. And I promise right before the break, we were going to get to your text. And uh, I'm seeing text after text. And uh, I'm just going to go bottom up here. So if we don't get to you, I promise you that in the next segment, we will get to you. 
And, um, you know, well, the first guy called me Connor. Joe, that's not a good sign. We're off to a bad start. Cooper Boardman here with you. We're very close. Uh, Do you think Red Sox management has a timetable for CORE to improve? Some fans want Veritech to manage. Okay. Uh, That is a heck of a place to start here. Uh, If you are one of those Red Sox fans that does not want Alex CORE to be your manager, I am sorry that there's just no world where that's going to change. And uh, I will sit here on my little stump and tell you that it should not change. If Alex Cora was let go tomorrow for whatever reason, there would be countless teams in Major League Baseball banging on his door to come manage for them. Yeah, I, I think at least from a management standpoint, if I was there, I would want Cora as long as possible because he's a player's manager yeah you don't get many of those and he is lockstep with what they're doing here and and obviously they're varying uh uh, you know thoughts about what the red sox are doing from a development perspective but we are in the midst in the red sox organization of a seismic change in the way things are done with an eye on development and i know i say the word development it's like saying analytics around here like people lose their minds about it it's okay And, and and there are lots of good parts of it did you like josh winkowski tonight most people did. I would. That is part of it. That is somebody they have traded for and developed in a trade that everybody wanted to sit there and say the bell had been rung on it. It has not been just yet. And so, again, uh, right, this is Boston. We're going to do the whole thing. Everybody's going to get all mad about everything. I understand it. But, uh, again, Alex Cora is a great manager. Alex Cora is going to be the manager of this team for the duration of the year unless something really, really, really changes. I think the bigger thought about that is really, you know, when you think of Alex Cora, you think of an elite, like, win games manager. And I'm not saying the Red Sox aren't trying to win games. Obviously, they are. But, like, he is he is up there with the, the guy that you want. He is top three in my mind, and you can, you can rank them in any which way. Uh, guy that I want managing my team in postseason game. Right, the use of of Chris Sale that uh, I, I, if I seem to recall, made people plenty happy. Uh, you know, there are plenty of examples of what he has done, and so really, the the bigger question for him is, you know, this is a new challenge, right? Navigating a situation and a team that is not Dave Dombrowski, you know, pay the world one, and instead, now with the Adam Duvall injury being a good example of it figuring out ways to win without that. And, and so, and we saw it three times in Detroit. We saw it almost tonight through eight innings. And uh, that is really the bigger question to me. It's not about, you know, ringing the, the fire somebody bell or anything like that. Yeah, but then you got the fans like in the 774 who are like, why'd they take Pavetta out after only 83 pitches? He had a shutout. Or the 959 texters being like, why, as in, why at the start of the year wasn't Adam Duvall the DH and Kike in center? Yeah, and I don't think those are unfair questions. I, you know, and I think to go one by one there. Why did Alex Cora take Pavetta out after 83 pitches, seeming to only let pitchers go only five innings? It is true. Uh, we've now gone six consecutive starts for the Red Sox with the guy going five innings. It might be five, but I think off off the top of my head, I think it it's six straight that have gone exactly five innings. I think there are a couple of reasons for that. The first is it's early in the year, and the second is they were set up tonight from a bullpen side that it I, I, I didn't really have a problem with it. I mean, he goes 83 pitches. The other part of this, and what people you know don't, don't maybe take into account, is the, the what happened the inning before and the workload of that, and then how many of the pitches were high-leverage pitches. Nick Pavetta tonight 
was kind of you know cruising through four. I mean, there had been a little bit of traffic, had to fight a little bit through uh, that that fourth or cruising through three. I should say, misspoke. Really had to fight a little bit through that fourth inning. He gets through the fifth, and and at that point, it really just didn't feel. I thought it felt like he it would have been a stretch to ask for more from him at that point. Like that is, you know, wash your hands of this. We're really not going to need to go a third time through against the best lineup in baseball. Yeah, and if we're talking postseason, he would have been out there longer. But it's still, as you said, like only what two weeks into exactly. the regular season. Exactly. And Alex Cora explained this thinking, and I am in complete agreement with it. If you like Josh Winkowski, and I love Josh Winkowski, the quality of his stuff, the dominance that he has asserted, and I'd like to get into exactly why as we go along here tonight on Red Sox Review, but the the idea that he is... Uh, you know, he is a dominant guy. He's a guy that you trust when the when the bullpen door swings open. Well, they made the choice after getting an inning from Josh Winkowski yesterday that they could get two from him today, and then he'd be down. And, and I, I can't imagine he pitches again in Tampa. And if he does, uh, maybe in the final game of the series, and even that I think would be a little bit of a stretch. But they knew they were if they you knew you were going to get two from Winkowski after five from Pavetta. Well, you've got seven innings. Check the box right there, and then obviously you got the eighth before uh, before the ninth inning, and um, you know, and it, it just happened not to work out. And a guy who hadn't given up a run all year long puts a, a pitch where it didn't exactly need to be in a battle and a three-two count against one of the better hitters in baseball, and they put a swing on it and they won the game, and that's what happens. But I, I don't have I don't fault the decision making process with Pavetta there. He is the guy of all the guys that you would want to give you a little bit more length. I understand that, but five at this point and and staring down the idea of a third trip through the lineup, uh, I'm just not so sure about that. Okay, I I see a a number of other uh, texts coming in here. We have to get to a break, so I'm going to come back, and I I promise you, we're just going to hit text by text. We're going to do exactly that. And then uh, we will also get into some of the things that uh, maybe I want to talk about. We'll get there. We got two hours to go. It's Red Sox Review. We roll along tonight on WEEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Listen to every MLB game live The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone Stream minor league affiliates The Midwest League home run leader And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 